Marco Rosso is one of the underestimated Miyazaki films. Is it good or is it bad? Let's talk about that on this episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. This episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast is brought to you by Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online game retailer. Each week, they have brand new bundles that last for only a limited amount of time. And with Humble Bundle Monthly, for a flat fee each month, you gain access to over $100 worth of games for only $13. A game I received was Soul Calibur 6, which normally retails at nearly $60, and I got it and several other highly rated games for the low price of $13. If you love games as much as I do, do yourself a favor and get Humble Bundle Monthly using the link down in the description or by using the link on our website. Not only will you be getting amazing games for yourself, you'll also be able to support the podcast. Back to the show. The short answer regarding Porco Rosso is yes, it's a good film. Yes, you should watch it if you get the chance. Now, let me devolve into why I, it's not my favorite Miyazaki film, but I understand why it's good. Let me be very clear on that. It is a good movie. It's just not my favorite of Miyazaki's because it, it goes, it regresses from the Totoro and Kiki's uh, vibes of just natural awe and wonder and goes in a different historical direction that evokes more thoughts of Top Gun than it does of Miyazaki. That's not a bad thing. I'm always for directors trying new things. This is the first truly pseudo-historical films based on a time setting in an actual world with an actual government that actually exists and has world events that actually happened, such as the Great Depression, which is referenced in this film. So it references a lot of real life things, but it's kind of like history adjacent. Because I mean, let's be honest, there are no ace pilots that are pigmen, which is kind of a cool idea. They didn't really go into why he became a pig. He was a human and then somehow became a pig. They didn't really touch on that, but you kind of can gather that the way he behaves, especially near the beginning, is very pig-like. He downplays how much of a use the the female mechanic, Theo, is going to be because, one... Her age. Two, her gender. For the time period, it makes contextual sense. It doesn't play well in the modern era, and I think that it it acknowledges that. It doesn't play well in the modern era, even when it was written in 1992. 
It didn't play well, and many of the characters called him out for being a womanizer. And with that, you can also bring along sexist and ageist. But by the end of the film, he does change. So he goes from a brutish pig to an actual man, even though he's still a pig man. That makes sense. You got to watch the film because it makes sense. Now, it has a lot of interesting ideas in the fact of it has almost like a spiritual element. There's one segment where um, he blacks out and sees all of the dog fighters, fighter pilots that have died in uh, fights in the air with guns at the point. And he sees all of the fallen soldiers who've died in dog fights. And it's almost like this spiritual caravan where he wants to join them and take one of them's place because one of them had just gotten married to his friend but he can't it's not his time they ignore him and he wakes up it's really kind of an interesting idea the fact that it, it like almost like the seaplane and pilots they have their own almost pseudo religion of the idea of there's some sort of religious idea within some of their traditions and habits i mean think about it a lot of team sports even have habits traditions like oh you have to do this and you have to do that so it kind of makes sense that in such a tense time as wartime many pilots would almost have a religious fanaticism about i gotta do this i gotta do this and when you die, you go on to something more. Much like Vikings had Valhalla. That if you die in combat, you die in glory and you go on to the giant mead halls. Great. Dogfighters have this same sort of idea. That you go on to this giant caravan in the sky, I guess. They don't really touch too long on that. But they do touch on it. It's an interesting idea. Because it kind of lends a, a change. One of the characters, Theo, like, he's telling this story. Porco is telling this story to Theo. And as he's telling it, she sees him for who he actually is. Not his external appearance, but his human form. It's kind of a really interesting idea. It also has a really cool idea that the master engineer for his new plane is a 17-year-old girl. That she is smart enough to put together a plane that an ace pilot could use. That, in some ways, outclasses him. Has more power than he's used to. So he is the one, on the off foot, having to learn from her. Who he had previously dismissed. It's a really good film in that aspect of he pushes somebody away and they push back and he has to be on the defensive and he has to grow. There's not a lot of extra like super combat all the time. For a film about dogfighting, there's not a ton of dogfighting. There is some, just not a ton. It's more about character development character growth and what it actually means to be a bounty hunter in this world porco rosso is a bounty hunter as opposed to a sea pirate 
as opposed to being part of the military. It's an interesting idea, and while good, it's very different from Miyazaki's previous works. It's closer to Castle in the Sky, Castle Cagliostro, over Nausicaa, Kiki's, Totoro. It's a very different film, and that means it's not bad, just means it's different. It didn't speak to me as much as Kiki's did, but it's kind of an interesting idea. I know I repeat that a lot. I like ideas that are good, new. Miyazaki continues to challenge himself as he goes through these stories. First tells kind of a fictional story about a fictional world where there's a MacGuffin. Then you've got Nausicaa, which is definitely a fantasy world, but it has human ideas. And you've got Castle in the Sky, which is the, the modern, uh, it, it is the ancestor of the modern steampunk idea. Then you've got Totoro, which is set in Japan. So it's kind of like in Japan, but it's not an important part. Then you've got eh, probably what could be a fantasy world with witches, but it's set in a very modern-ish world. And then now you've got this one, which is set in basically Earth, except there's a pigman uh, bounty hunter. So it's really, it's cool how he continues to challenge himself and does not stick to one thing. As much as like people go, as much as I go, oh, well, it's not like this, it's not like this, it's different. Each film is distinctly different. And I think that's incredibly important because lest, if it's the same, you start to go, seeing it, seeing it, seeing it. It's the same as the last five movies, last four movies. If you start to do that, you're not making new films. You're just reskinning them, which is a major complaint that a lot of us have in the gaming industry. You're just reskinning old games. You're not making something new. You're just reskinning it. Why are we continually praising, air quotes, new games that aren't actually new games? Try new things. Yes, sometimes trying new things, even for popular directors, sometimes means you don't succeed as hard as you've succeeded previously. Because what? If you don't try to do something different, you're not going to succeed always. Eventually, it'll become stale. It'll become just part of the furniture. And then what? Then what happens? Then you just kind of fade into obscurity. Look at how many films just kind of go, eh. Miyazaki is a legendary film director. The fact that we're having an entire series about one director tells you that he continually tries something new. Because while Porco Rosso might not be my favorite Miyazaki film, it's somebody's. It has to be. It is critically accepted. It has to be someone's favorite. Much like Castle in the Sky has to be someone's favorite. Or Nausicaa or Kiki's. They have to be somebody's favorite. It speaks to them on a level that it does not speak to me. 
And you know what? I find that beautiful. Because I will have a conversation with someone and they go, hey, this is what I picked up from the film. And I can go, I didn't pick that up, but I picked it up from you. You learned it and you taught it to me. It's a conversational piece. Because each video, each film makes you think about it differently. Not comparing apples to oranges, but definitely comparing apples to oranges. No one's talking about the deeper meaning of a Marvel film. No one is talking about, for ages, the philosophical implications of Nausicaa, of the Valley of the Wind. No one's, no one's talking about Marvel like Nausicaa, or talking about the newest popcorn flick like Totoro. It's not a cultural touchstone. Yeah, it is kind of a cultural touchstone, but you don't see whole houses designed in Totoro theme or whole shops dedicated to Marvel. Maybe you do, and I just don't look in the right places. But you get my point of it has become an icon. So it is, it's legendary at that point. So people the world over all have seen these films and all have come to a different conclusion about the many films. Maybe someone else picked up something else from Porco Rosso and said, you know what? I, I didn't pick that up. I, I didn't. I enjoyed the movie. It was good. Just maybe I didn't pick it up. Maybe I wasn't in the right mind state to watch it. Pick up that life lesson, that philosophical lesson. And I encourage someone to say, hey, I picked up something you didn't. Here's what it is. Let me talk to you about it. I always encourage dialogue about everything. Think I'm a terrible person for not thinking this is the best Miyazaki film? Tell me about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you learned from this. Let's talk about what you enjoyed. What you picked up from this film. I am dying to talk to people about different movies like this. It's awesome. And I really, really look forward to keep watching these films. That's one thing is like, oh man, I get to watch all these Miyazaki films. Some of them I've not seen before. Some of them I truly didn't know existed. And I get to watch these and talk about them. I get to talk about them with you, our very faithful listeners. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I'm glad that you're here. So be sure to leave down in the comments down below what you picked up from Porco Rosso. Have you seen it? Have you not? It's not on any streaming site other than HBO Go, which I do have, and I really wish was a sponsor of this podcast. So, you know, tweet me. So yeah, let me know what you think of these films, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. Peace! for tuning into the gaming and chill podcast we hope you liked it it would be really helpful if on your given listening platform you were to leave a comment and give us a rating for more on the gaming and chill podcast you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com 
And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers! Cheers!